And right now, let's let's see if we can discover what's happening in Goa. There's a young man who's just been having a bit of a, uh, a, a relaxing day. He's been, on, I think, on the massage table. He's got the beach almost outside his left window there. It's David Williams. Uh, Willow, welcome to FNR. Thank you, George. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. Uh, mate, it's a thrill for us to be able to get you in between your commitments playing in the Indian Premier League. And uh, what a year it's been. Um, it's been, of course, knocked around severely by COVID. Uh, fans, no fans. What's the latest? No fans, unfortunately, for the last two seasons. So they've completely closed the door to that, which is, yeah, affects the games. I think it affects the players. It, it affects the level and... Um, you know the pace of the game as well. So you know, once once that's back, I, I think you can see um, the the level of the all the intensity will will lift, and you probably see a few more exciting games. You know, so um, it is what it is. But I, from all reports, next year will be back to normal. Does that put ATK at a bit of a disadvantage, Willow? Because uh, I mean, I don't know all that much about the uh, uh, the Indian League, but it seems as if they're one of the clubs with a bigger following than most. Yeah, I, I think it does. I mean, we've we've got a very very good team to still get results and be successful. Um, but as a player, you know, sometimes I was running down the wing, and with a crowd of twenty five to fifty thousand, depending on what type of occasion it was, they're just right behind you. The Indian fans don't mm. chant um, special songs together. There's group, different <laughs> groups all over the spot. But as soon as one player leaves the halfway line on a, a run up the up the wing or a counter-attack, the whole level just rises. So it doesn't matter if you're tired, you know, mentally you can't keep going. There's something that the crowd just pushes you, and that's all around the world. Um, and you can just push and push and push, whereas these days if the same situation on the pitch. You, you might run to a certain point. Um, and then the defender's in front of you and you just turn out and go back and recycle the ball and things like that, then it's not as exciting. But you retain possession, but the fans don't want to see possession. They want to see counterattacks. They want to see goals. So I think that takes away from also some attributes of some uh, attacking players mm. um, of you know quick counterattacks, whereas, yeah, it, it goes against sometimes the, the difference of coaches tactics of keeping the ball and and whatnot but at the end of the day i think we have to play football for the fans um that's how football is made is is purely fans so it's disappointing not to be able to play in front of them and you know they they spend money to come on with tickets or you know on the bus or with merchandise and um you know, we, we kind of have to give them what they want. Listen, the broadcast rights over there are substantial. And what people don't readily appreciate about the Indian Premier League is that some of the biggest names in India, some of the biggest names in Indian sport, uh, we're talking about some of the biggest cricketing names, uh, they own football clubs in the Indian Premier League. Yeah, it's it's quite crazy. We have Ganguly as a part of our club, um, whether... <laughs> The, you whether, mean the wall, that, the, the man they call the yeah. wall, Ganguly? Yeah, yeah. Whether or not that's um, you know for the uh, you know appearance type thing, and um, you know to pump the the club up a little more. I'm not exactly sure of the details, but he definitely has a part in the club, and I've been uh, had the pleasure of meeting him before in my first season at the club. Um, and also Virat Kohli is part of Goa. Um, you know, they find faces of it to to boost um, also the the popularity of football, which doesn't really need that a 
big of a boost because India is just so rich in football culture that not many people outside of the country know about. But football is huge here. Can I can I just give you a, a glimpse, uh, take you way back to a place called Melbourne, 1956, and India beat Australia in a semi or a quarterfinal. Right. Ted Smith, one yep. of the great uh, stars of uh, South Melbourne fame and Moreland fame, was one of the young boys making his, uh, you know, debut for Australia. Ron Lord was in goal, and, and they came up against an Indian team that was barefoot. Just think about oh, it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't know quite how to go about uh, playing them, but the Indians didn't care. They just ran out scored more goals than Australia and advanced. And, and of course, we had this incredible perception that, you know, must be um, uh, low-key football or they don't have a heritage. They have a vast heritage in sport and you're immersed in it right now. And the numbers you just talked about, 25,000, 50,000, they're, they're vast crowds. They're, they're, you're talking better crowds than the NRL, as big crowds as the AFL draws, uh, that's big business. It's huge business, and we're not the only club who have big amounts of fans. Kerala have a huge base. I think they've got you know, over 1 million followers on their socials, uh, streams, and their atmosphere that they create in Kochi is unbelievable. Like my first game in India uh, was against Kerala, the opening match of the 2019-20 season. And it was electric. It was just yellow. It was a show. It was entertainment for them. And then after that entertainment, it was uh, 90 minutes of football and then entertainment again after. So it's a, it's a whole day occasion for them because they don't have that much. So uh, they have Bollywood stars come out and things like that. And that's what, you know, the it misses here in India is the whole occasion of a, a full day event and then the football game, which, you know, we as players can excite everyone at the stadium. Um, so that's electric. We had yeah, 50,000 at our stadium for a semi final that year, um, which was quite, you know, amazing and goose bumpy. But we're playing in a uh, 100,000 seater stadium. So hmm. unfortunately, that year, um, we could never play a derby but since ATK became a joint merger with Mohanbagan now it's ATK Mohanbagan now we have the opportunity to play the Kolkata derby against East Bengal so uh, next year I'm sure that'll happen whether or not I'm uh, I'm there or not we've still got to discuss contracts but um, <laughs> it's 50,000 from each team and it's basically like an FA Cup style you've got orange and um yellow on one half and then green and maroon on the uh on the other half and it, it and it's huge and that derby is i think over 120 years old i think at wow. this stage so uh, the quality um, of the quality crazy. of the football the quality of the football are there young indian players who you think if we had uh, the franchises here pick pick them up or look to pick them up they would make a, a serious contribution to the a-league 100%. There's um, there's a couple of boys in our team who definitely have the potential. They've got the bodies for it. They've got the, you know, the mechanics to be good footballers. The unfortunate thing for a lot of Indians is is they don't, they didn't have the access to good training when they were six, seven years old. Academies, good pitches, um, you know, the right coaches to 
tell them what they're doing wrong or, you know, help them in, in those circumstances. So if they can learn at an older age, they would definitely have the potential. But also they just need the right coach um, to either put their arm around them to say, this is what you're doing wrong, this is what you can do better. Um, here is driven a lot by the social media and you score one or two good goals and the social media goes crazy for them. So then, <laughs> you know, they they get put up on a pedal still before they've really achieved anything. So um, possibly going overseas and getting in the right um, club with the right setup can definitely, um, you know, be something in the future for, for Indian players. So I've seen it also around the other teams um, that in the league that there's players who could definitely play in the A-League. Whether or not they're better than what, Australians are is arguable so do you take an Indian who's at this level um, or do you take someone you know a young player 18 or 16 17 18 at these these ages who is just there that lives around the corner from the training ground they don't have to do visas they don't have to mm. you know pay rent and you know do all that so cost effective you've probably got a player that's here yeah. and there so as an investment point of view in football, which it is these days in a business, you'd probably invest in the cheaper to then go higher. But in terms of that level, Indians um, uh, are some very, very good fine athletes and very good work ethic. They have mm. a good mentality, um, good. very respectful as well. Um, and yeah, it's just their brains just have to open up to, to learning, um, which then I can see potential in them playing overseas, definitely. Something that might open the door for that, Willow, is uh, the A-League clubs adopting a, a four-plus-one rule with a with a visa spot reserved exclusively for an AFC player. And that's been discussed. A uh, recent article, it gets brought up every now and again, but recent article in the Sydney Morning Herald by Don Bossy seems to suggest that, you know, it's on the cards very, very soon. And uh, he pinpointed uh, Sandesh Jingan as one player that the A-League clubs might try and Take a take a punt on as a, as an established Indian star to not only bring some quality to the A League but also bring in the fans. But I noticed he's just signed for your club. So can you tell us a little bit about him? Yeah. So Sandy, he was with us last year. Sandy, and he got the to, yeah. yeah. He, then he got the opportunity to head off to um, to Croatia. Um, unfortunately for him, he didn't make an appearance or um, he was on mm. the bench a couple of times. Uh, but it was a huge milestone for this day and age for a, a player to leave India and make it, well, get a contract in a European club. So he took a chance and he went for it, took a big pay cut to advance his life in football. Didn't work out. He'll be stronger for it. He's come back to ATK Mahambagan and um, he's, he's just under a bit of an injury cloud. He's coming back. He could be back in for this game or um, coming up in a couple of days or, or the following game. Um, but he's definitely got potential to play overseas. He's strong. He's very, very good in the air. He's fit. He's committed. And he's a professional and a leader. Um, so this team would not like to lose him again. Um, <laughs> Sorry for trying to poach your players, Willow, but uh, uh, I just thought it was an interesting it, coincidence. <laughs> if, it, if it benefited him, you know, then of, of course. Um, and it might be easy for him to, to play in Australia rather than being in a different culture like Croatia and you know you're going there to steal someone's spot and those locals don't like that I went to Denmark and stole a a local striker's spot and I wasn't accepted until I started scoring goals in the season so 
I mean, it is difficult for foreigners obviously to come, but there's a culture, an Indian culture anywhere in Australia. He'll, he'll find places where, um, you know, he can hang out and be comfortable, but he, he definitely has the mentality and the capability of playing there. Um yeah, but this club would not like to lose him again, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, as you, as you were speaking there, I kept thinking to myself, one of the things that we do at FNR, we have a number of programs. One of them is the Green Room, uh, and it uh, represents uh, Western United. And they are sm- sm- uh, slap bang right in the middle of one of the biggest Indian communities in the whole yeah. of uh, Melbourne. Uh, and I could see uh, a smart operation, a really good... Um, not just PR, but genuinely bringing a young player with talent and letting him letting him immerse himself in that community, and he he could change the fortune not only of his own fortunes but also that club. Mm. Definitely, and you know, look at for example, just a you know slight example of Jisung Park and Manchester United definitely yep. deserve to be there. Yep. But from a marketing point of view, you get the country behind. His country being South Korea behind him, you've got all these fans coming mm. to Manchester United if they weren't there already. Um, you know, Son, Son at Spurs. Yeah. That, you know, that's a and big then step. you've got a big, huge, exactly. You've got a huge country like India. You've got a, a young local lad that, um, you know, Indians will always claim their own, even if he's born and raised and grown <laughs> up in just outside Melbourne, he'll be in there. Where, where's his grandparents from? Where is his heritage from? They'll sure. attach onto that like they they kind of do with Safrit Singh a little bit, which, fair enough, that's his culture. This mm. is His heritage is here. So, um, And when he's playing at a high level, he's in Germany now and stuff like that, they, they always think, oh, can we get him for the national team? Well, he's unfortunately already played for New Zealand a few times. So, um, yeah, he's he's definitely um, got football in his bones. So that doesn't mean he got that from New Zealand. So yeah. I think it, it's floating all around. And, again, you just have to have the right right coach to, to push these players and identify what they're strong at um, and, you know, advance that. Um, and just like you were saying with the four plus one, I think it's a great idea. Mm. Um, India now has um, an Asian spot allocated to each team. So each team has to have a, an Asian passport player. So that's um, me in this case. And it does provide a big opportunity mm-hmm. for Australian players to also venture out of um, of the A-League, um, if that's what I can call it now, um, or the men's top division in Australia. <laughs> A-League men's. Um, it's, uh... A-League men's, yeah. Um, uh, by so, the way, yeah, our A-League women's superstar, Sam Kerr, is of Indian background. She is. She is. I remember we discussed that the last – well, I heard you when I wasn't able to be there <laughs> to in audio. On, uh, yeah, that that was discussed. And, yeah, it's – you know, they, they cling on to that. And then mm. you have a following there. People start to become more interested. You might, um, you know, get more followings. And it, it can boost – you know the league if you bring certain people um and 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 sometimes it's it's not always about bums on seats it is about exposure um so i I definitely feel like western united would be definitely a a team to to do that you said western united yes yeah yes and i know they want to embrace the community um and that's a big thing that they they could do they're going to build a stadium they're going to build a stadium right right in the middle they've already started can you imagine? Well, 
you put Indian street food out there and you have the stadium <laughs> full in no time. So you, you've got to appeal to the people around you, I think, in, yeah. in clubs like that. And they have the opportunity to do it right from the start because they're new. Um, I feel like it's more difficult for older clubs in the league who are trying to get fans back in the into the stadium um, who have previously had it. So it's reconnecting where in Western United they have the chance to connect from the start. So I think mm. they're in a, probably a pretty good position to mm. um, to do well. And it's also their form on the pitch and results is helping in that sense right now. Tell us a little bit about your club situation and the merger that's that's happened uh, to bring uh, Mahan Bagan into the into the Indian Super League. They were previously, along with East Bengal, in, in the I-League, if I understand correctly, and they were hugely popular yeah, yeah, in that, that other competition. So uh, how has that changed the, the club and the fan base and so forth? Yeah, so there's a big divide in that. Um, unfortunately, it's a bit unsettling for players. You know, players get Instagram messages and um, Twitter um, tags and all this stuff about breaking the merger. The Mohammedans aren't happy with that because mm. the owner's baby basically is is ATK, and that's what I signed on to be. So I've got good memories there. So, for example, I put something up of a memory from that first season where we were successful. Um, I don't always get welcome with positive comments um, on that. So. I'm not going to stop that because of someone else's feeling, uh, but it does offend them in certain ways. But um, it's a difficult situation because you don't want to antagonize or annoy one group, but then how do you please the other group in that sense? So uh, probably the best thing for the the team at the moment is not being in Kolkata and being in the bubble for the last two years because there possibly could have been riots or unsettling Mm. events at trainings and and games and whatnot so we can expect you know a a bit of tension i think when we get back to kolkata for the afc cup qualifying in april um which i hear it'll um be with a crowd um which will be nice um fans let in because it's not run by the league it's a afc tournament so um i think anything goes just as long as the game gets played (laughs) they don't really care um so yeah it is a it, it is a tough situation um but the history of Mahamagan is is huge, um, and you know it, it it's great to be involved in that. But again, like for example, Roy Christian and, and I, we we signed from Wellington together at ATK, so we have great memories from there. We won a trophy the mm. first year. I think we lost four games that first year. So that, in my mind, is is quite still fresh and successful. You know, um, so I try not to, um, you know piss off in a way or offend anyone (laughs) but then i can't express exactly how i feel um so then that's and you know i'm I'm a quite honest guy so it's withholding information or or celebrations rather than um you know offending people so time heals things i think i think um yeah it'll probably take a bit more time before um it will work for the fans but there might be fans who who just completely are against it, and um, but from my understanding, Mahambagan were in financial difficulty, and if our owner of ATK, uh, Mr. Sanjeev Goenka, if he didn't take over the club, there was no one there to keep mm. the club afloat. So possibly the sense that there might not have been a Mahambagan in one year or two years from now, because it was just going down, down, down. 
So our mm. owner, with every right that he does, he bought the club. He pays the salaries, pays for everything. Yeah. So he yeah. pays the bills. So to have his, um, I guess, brand or his name in front um, as a player, I have to respect that. So. Yeah. Speaking of you as a player, uh, we're talking to uh, David Williams uh, or Willow. Uh, Willow's 16. Uh, I remember him uh, as a fantastic addition. 15. 15. Willow 15. 15. Oh, gee. <laughs> that, I started you can, you my can, Twitter. You, you can laugh, in, you can laugh now. <laughs> Go on, you were saying? I, I started my Twitter in when I first arrived in Melbourne at Melbourne Heart, um, and that was my number, 15. I took over from John Aloisi. So when we started the Twitter handles, nickname Willow, underscore 15. Not that I use it much. I use it for all my news back home <laughs> to know when the borders open, how many people are vaccinated in Townsville, stuff now, like that. Now, so. Townsville for, for you is home because that's where your partner, that's where the children are, uh, and they've been yep. without you for the better part of the last six months. Talk to us about that. Mentally, how do you, how do you cope with that, my friend? Um, well, it's funny because I'm actually studying, um, yeah, children's mental health um and mentoring as well like it it, and it's difficult and i'm going through a sometimes a tough situation i'm without my family and um it is very hard and as much as i need them they also need me so i'm thinking that my boys being five and two and a half you know really need um a you know a father figure and, and their dad around so it's it's difficult to to sit sit here and just you know have the rest and relax and do that and not be able to um, provide what I need to provide except for financially and at the end of the day that's why I'm here is to mm. provide for the future to make it easier for us so do the hard yards and, and that happens with I think I guess ninety percent of human life around the world whether or not they're doing the hard yards living in the same city but working five to Five and these long days and still not getting the time. I'm 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 here doing what I love, but for the future of my family and and to be comfortable. So it is difficult. Uh, my wife's a very very strong woman who um, you know can can still get through all this, but she's she's kept quite busy by the boys. So um, I think the days that the day ends and she gets some some good rest at times, but she she definitely needs um, a good break once I get home. Has it been helpful for you with this in this period to have a familiar face around in, in Roy Krishna, someone who you had a prior relationship with on and off the field at, at Wellington? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we were roommates actually um, a lot of the time when we were in Wellington. So that helped as well in coming here. Now two of us are the foreign players. We generally get our own rooms, which is nice. So <laughs> sometimes we, we get into a hotel and if we were rooming together and, you know, we weren't really happy with the, the bed configuration or it was a little bit small, we'd just make a quick call to the, to the manager or send him a, a quick text and, um that have a key for us for would have two separate rooms and um yeah so that, that it's good we were looked after here so we have a laugh together we you know being in quarantine or oh, well in a bubble we, we spend a lot of time and um his wife's here also and they've had a baby who just turns three months old today wow. um so i'm uncle willie over here to them <laughs> and i um yeah get get it asleep when they they need to um have uh have their lunch or dinner or you know have some time time to themselves i'll i'll always take her and it makes me appreciate my kids when i 
get to hold this little baby. And I always wanted a girl, and it's a little girl. So, um, yeah, it, it's nice for now. It, it just gets me through uh, until I get home. If your wife yeah, is yeah, listening, like, if your wife is listening, um, uh, what's her name? Your wife's name? Madeline. Uh, Madeline, he just mentioned he, he, he would love a daughter. So just, just <laughs> putting a thought in there for you. Uh, speak to us about language. Uh, are you immersing yourself to the point where you can, you've learnt some language or you've learnt some words or some phrases? Can you get by? Or does English get you by? Oh, <laughs> or does English get you everything? Oh, English gets you everything here. Everyone speaks English fine. Um, it. You know, you, we don't have to learn Hindi because every state has their own language, and even throughout the state, they have their own mother tongue. So, mm. some boys, well, most boys know Hindi, yep. but there's even a couple of boys in our team or in other teams as well who don't even speak Hindi. They either speak a little bit of English or their mother tongue. So, um, majority speak their mother tongue hindi and english so they can speak three languages but there are a few boys who speak even more their parents might be from two different states so they've got to learn their languages learn um hindi as well as the you know the um or how do you say that the national yep Indian language and then English being the number one language. So is, there, is, uh, English, words, is English the yeah. number one language for television and radio? Um, I think so, yes. Uh-huh. I don't – but they do it in both. Okay. And a lot of commentators um, or personnel on, on air, um, you know, MCs, they – go back and forth between English and, and Hindi like it's so, nothing. So it's what quite language amazing. Does, so. so what language does Andy Pascalides call the game in when he's calling? <laughs> Probably Greek. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Andy Andy's, does very well here and he's very well respected. So he, he's got he's generally doing his English part. Um, and then, you know, on the other side there's um, uh, I think Indian commentators as well, so yeah. um, you can watch the game in a in a in a couple of languages, which is good. He's got you in inverted commas, the indigenous boy, isn't he, or the indigenous footballer, it, the indigenous Australian? Oh, indigenous Australian, right? Okay, first yeah, Australian, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so, so he's. So talk to us, yeah, sorry, talk to us, uh, take me back, take me back, because I can remember some golden times uh, when you were making, uh, you know, a whole new set of fans uh, very excited when you were breaking through and scoring some truly wonderful goals at, uh, at Amy Park. Um, can, can you take us back to those early days? How easy or how difficult was, was it making your way even then in the A-League, in a brand new club that was trying to make its way up against the, the might of Melbourne Victory, which had been, you know, for five years, the, the team and the base and the biggest club in the country. What was it like in those days for you? Um, it was good. I was excited to come to Melbourne. Um, this is from Fury. You know, to, from Fury, yeah, from Fury. I, I, I was very comfortable in, in Townsville. Um, we had a good lifestyle up there, but you know, we weren't very successful. And um, I was speaking to a few different teams in the A-League as well to, to move to, but um, Hart appealed to me. They made a big effort to um, have me on board. And um, yeah, I was excited about the prospect of, of, of going there and signing there. And um, I don't think I, looking back on it, I, I probably could have applied myself a little bit better and, um, 
you know got better results for the team or scored more and and things i don't i don't think i was um the complete player being that age and you know i, I don't think i was in my prime i uh, it's weird to say that i feel like i'm in my prime when i hit probably india um but mm. being in wellington i feel like i hit some really good form yeah. there under uh, mark rudan um and then coming to india I, I just felt a little bit more free um i think there's a lot of um you know the professional side in australia is as high level as you go in the world so you've got people on high salaries in in england earning millions of dollars being the same professional level as a kid who's on $45,000 a year, you know? So the standards are the same, but the wages are totally different. Um, so I definitely probably should have applied myself a little bit more. I don't regret my career in that mm. sense because I wouldn't be where I am now if I didn't make the decisions of, mm. um, that I had done in my playing career. But at 30 or 29, 30, 31, I feel like I've, you know, scored some, some of my best goals in that age bracket. And even the last two years, I, I feel like I've scored some really good goals as well. Um, I've developed as a player and I feel like as a, as a human as well after having kids um, and definitely thought, what is life about? It's not all about football. I'm very, very lucky and privileged to do what I do. But um, if for some reason there was, you know, an incident and I couldn't play football anymore, I'd be so happy in terms of life outside of football. I have my family there. I have a good setup in Townsville. And, yeah, I've just learnt being in a bubble. Mentally, you you, you struggle. Um, sometimes it's good because you're winning, but you've got a lot of time to think. And there's more to life to, to just your job and, and things like it's The people around you and, and being around good humans. So I'm around good people at the moment at here, which is st still getting me through. But... Um, so I've kind of gone off track there, but going back to Melbourne Heart, I, yeah, I love my time there. When it transferred into Melbourne City, um, I extended my contract there and loved being a part of that that setup. We got everything given to us um, and probably didn't get the, the results um, that we should have with everything hand and fed basically it was on a platter the facilities the training ground the you know being at amy park um but no matter the form of victory or melbourne city or melbourne heart at the time we could be close to the bottom of the league but you for a derby you get up you get up for it and it doesn't matter about form goes out the window um because it's the passion, it's the fans full of Amy. I, I remember yeah, even being at Eddie had 52,000. Yeah. Like that's a, that was amazing. Um, and that's what you live for in football term is the derbies, the, these big games that you can be out there for 90 minutes or 60 minutes, however long you, you, you get the opportunity to play. Um, you've got the chance to entertain people and, and not make a name for yourself. Cause I don't think I've ever been selfish in that way, but um you can write the headlines the next day in the paper. Like this is this is power that you you know not many people get. So um, I enjoyed I enjoyed my time um, there, but I think I got a bit too comfortable um, and a bit too com complacent and um, and yeah, I needed a change and um, yeah, it all worked out. I've travelled a bit more of the world, got got to Hungary and um, went back to then. To New Zealand as well. Um, that was beautiful. Wellington's an amazing city. Yeah, very um, pretty. And now in India. 
Very pretty. Very pretty. So stunning career, beach out your window now. So it hasn't yeah, worked yeah, out you, too you, badly. You can wave. You can wave the palm tree. Show us the palm trees again. <laughs> Just wave it around. Look at look at look at this. Yeah, I mean, this. Yeah. It's a tough nice, day. Nice tough day in Melbourne, but we're there. There he is in yeah. Goa, having a really yeah. awkward afternoon. <laughs> There's um there's dolphin dolphins just oh, out the front as well. Oh it, yeah, just pump it up a no, little bit more for us. The tourism yeah, commission, well, the tourism the, commission the just dolphin. rang me. They said, "Is that David Williams talking about Goa?" <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's a good good spot, and unfortunately, we can't see it. We can't see outside of these walls unless we're going to training mm, or wow. um, or the stadium. So. Yes, the life might seem good, um, and yes, it's a good view. Uh, but yeah, I, I get to see the, the the dolphin tour boats. They it's a bit of a party boat. They pump the music, drop a bit <laughs> of fish out the back, and hopefully the dolphins follow them. So um, yeah, it, it's it's a good spot. But you know, I'm, I'm ready to finish the season. We've got um, 30, 38 days left. Not that I'm counting, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's fantastic um, stuff. And, oh, by the way, uh, imagine yeah. how Perth Glory's feeling. Uh, then they're not even allowed yeah. to visit uh, their own state because the WA Premier has created a whole new world that um, many people are thinking they should just secede because <laughs> they don't belong to the rest of Australia. <laughs> well, yeah. Do you remember? I think was it. Um, in per- a Mark Chopper Reed impersonator did oh, a yeah. skit and he had the map of Australia <laughs> and he had all of Australia and then it was only Perth but I think in this instance Perth separated from Australia and he said well they're so far away just push them even more so <laughs> that was Western Australia you could do that it was I'm not going to swear because that's how Chopper does it and it was quite funny but they're so far over that sense but they're definitely disconnected I'm, i see it on twitter and online and people aren't happy mm. there's also a league players who have raised concerns of yeah. of course perth glory about also not being able to play in front of their family and friends and see them and um you know if the whole of australia it's besides western australia is learning to live with it um you know coronavirus i don't really enjoy speaking about about it i think we give too much time speaking sure. about it sure. um it's just a bit draining, you know. I I just think they need to get on with it as well and learn to deal with it, because uh, Omicron, the variant, has gone through the league here and gone through the team. Um, not everyone. I was lucky to dodge it. I'm still 33 and agile, so I'm in between the in between everyone in <laughs> the hallway. That's, so. that's Willow just uh, flicking, yeah. you know, little lefts and rights, throwing a feint here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly, and you know, go around and ah, oh, not not that way. I'll choose another way to walk or something. But it it went through you know, a good sixty percent of our yeah. our team with staff and drive bus drivers and everything like that as well. Um, I was offering to drive the coaster, but they said no, 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 it's all good. <laughs> um, so I just think it's mentally a terrible way to be dealing with. Perth Glory and the government at the time. I, I feel very sorry for him. I, I remember reading something on Roston Griffith's uh, Facebook, and and you know he's he's a good boy. Wife and your, your yeah. former and, Fury yeah, teammate, his right? Baby. Yeah. Yes. And um, you know, I, I just he's he's a very honest guy, and yeah. I wish people could be more open like he is as well, because I think fans would get more enjoyment out of players and too, too um, right. being more yeah. honest. Correct. Whereas we get kind of 
pushed down or fined or sanctioned for for being honest and yeah. uh, which is unfortunate um but in that sense you know he he was saying you know he's his wife and and little girl can't even get back to see their uh, her grandparents and family it's been so long so i i don't agree with that because i've got my family yeah back in Queensland and the borders were shut for a long time as well. And to leave was a nightmare. Um, I, part of me and, and George, I know I'm going down a political point. You've got a lot more experience than me, but I, I just don't understand why Australia aren't all on the same page. We're, uh, I we're one some, nation to, I'm 100%. Yeah, it's probably an easy throw out comment, but, yeah. Yeah. Look, David, we said many, many, many moons ago. Josh and I have spoken about this. Federation has failed us. Hundred plus years ago, when they set up Federation, the whole point was for one nation to work together. And somehow we've created yep. a situation where you've got a number of fiefdoms and premiers playing their own strategic game for whatever reason. There's a federal election and there's a state election coming up. So. That should give yeah. you an idea what, what sort of games are going to be played. But listen, can we just take an opportunity to say thank you for being so open and so uh, generous to give us this time. I want, before your contract is finished, we want to come back and talk to you again as you guys oh, rep up and to. do that. Yep. And let Madeline know that you're on so she can have, have a laugh while we're talking. <laughs> Oh, definitely. She tried to call me before. She's on her way back from the the uni, so I should um should give her a call back. But no, she's 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 been great. I can't wait to see my family. I'll get a little break off. We've got, I think we've got seven games left of the season. Uh, we've got a couple of games in hand, and we're already in the top four, so we can push for um, top spot. Um, take points off Kerala and Bangalore, who are above us, and we've got a game in hand. Um, First spot here is Asian Champions League for next season, so mm. there's heaps to mm. he, heaps to play for. Um, it, you know, India football. People don't think you can play competitions outside India, but I was in AFC Cup uh, last year. So from being in lockdown for majority of my holidays in in Townsville and um, staying up there, which was still great because you know COVID wasn't much of a thing up there. Um, probably June, July, August last year, I left. So you couldn't travel, couldn't really go to Sydney, couldn't go to Melbourne, couldn't do anything without border passes and essential work. I left Brisbane on August 10th. And between that time, I went from Brisbane to Kolkata in India. Then we went to um, the Maldives for a week for a tournament. Then we came back to Kolkata again, all free flowing, no restrictions. Um, then we went to Uzbekistan. We had a AFC Cup game there against FC Nassaf. After that, I went to Istanbul, flew from Istanbul, then to um, uh, Barcelona, had a couple of days there. Went to France, Scotland, back to France, back to Kolkata, all within two months. But I couldn't even go to Sydney. So. <laughs> Hey, at least, I've, at least you've been seeing the rest of the world in the meantime. <laughs> exactly, and and as long as you're doing the right things and you you know you're keeping clean and hygienic, um, you can still work, mm. uh, and you can still get out there and do things. And the world has kind of moved on. And yes, it's difficult situations, but um, I think about yeah the A League, and I, I watch it. I watch all the games 
as well when I'm available when they're on. I watch I watch the A League men's um, as much as I can. I sign up to Paramount and put my VPN on, and <laughs> if I can't do that, yeah, if I can't do that, some of the games are on YouTube for um, for everyone outside of the country um as well and i keep an eye on it because i've got friends playing there and you know one day i would like to be back there for sure um it's definitely a possibility you know teams also know what i'm capable of still at this age especially now that you've matured but especially now that you've matured (laughs) well i'm getting a lot more responsibility as well Ah. Um, as that maturity comes i'm i'm slowing down um (laughs) But that gives me more control with the ball. Um, and then I'm slowly, from a striker, I'm coming down to a number 10. I could be in the midfield next year or possibly mm. centre back in two years. But um, <laughs> I'm enjoying that freedom in the number 10 role. And the coach gives me a lot of confidence to, to leave a central striker um, position to go and touch the ball, to create something, to be yeah, to be a bit more creative and um I, I enjoy that, and I feel like I've become a better player since I've got a bit more freedom instead of being the fast striker just running deep or um, just dropping the ball off and then running deep again. So uh, I've got more to offer now, which is which is good. I'm not trying to pump myself up. I just know myself as a player. Um, I, I, I can still play for another couple of years with the different styles of of coaches and and also like you just mentioned george the maturity um Mm. it comes with age and um yeah a bit more controlled and um yeah a bit more professional these days because i want to prolong my career so I, i i feel good um but also like we could talk for hours about it but i i feel like i need to come back to to australia and 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 be a role model more for these indigenous kids who possibly can come up to day league football but Let's do we that. need to identify them. Let's get yeah. some more. And Josh like you were saying and I would love people to get on this kind of bandwagon. I feel like A league clubs or even youth teams for example, I don't know the exact number of um the youth um the youth league squad is, but I feel like two of those spots need to be specifically for indigenous kids. Um where for example it's a squad of 21, two of those have to be um, for Indigenous kids. And if the club aren't able to find them or fill those spots, um, then you stay with 19. So then your squad's less. So it's an incentive to, to get these kids integrated. And, and you've got to find the right you got to find the right people or the right players that um, to put them in a city where they might have family or, or friends already, where you're not plucking them out from Northern Territory and just throwing in the deep end. And I'd love to be involved in something like that. It's an idea of mine that hopefully can get pushed that I'd speak with Andy Pascalides a bit, but uh, Great the talent's idea. out there. Great idea, the my boy. The talent's out there and they're loving the AFL, they're loving the NRL they might not have those specific skills. They might be very talented in football, but I'm putting my hand up and and saying I'm happy to go and look at them, to watch them, to fly with them, to bring them to Fantastic. a club. And I, yeah, so that's a dream of mine is to to still play play in in Australia and um, you know make sure that Aboriginal kids know that they can they can play football on on TV in front of um, their family and friends as well. So they're exciting. They're exciting, these young kids. we just got to go and find them. 
David Williams, you've done it again. Willow, thank you so very much for giving us the time and for catching up. And we're going to do some more. Get Thanks back to you. Uh, stay well, stay safe. And uh, we're going to talk um, more about this Indigenous dream of yours. I think it's a great idea. All the best, Willow. No worries. Well, save a spot, like I said. Save a spot for a jersey in the back. I'll have one one sent to you. Oh, we, we would love that. We would display it with pride yeah. here in the FNR studios, Willow. Well, I, I, I see the old Socceroos jersey right on the left at the back corner there. That was probably from the 2005, 2000. I reckon that might be 01 or 02, that number. That's a, that's a real, that's a real uh, vintage one. I've got a few of them in my box from being in under 17, under 20, and the because it's so hot in Townsville being in storage, when I open them, sometimes the lettering and the numbers are, are <laughs> peeling off. So it's not, not great. Need to um, find some better storage, I think. No worries. Well, we're happy to anyway, provide. thank you for having me. All the best, thank David. Thank you for having me. Um, we'll talk to you guys when it suits you. Catch up soon. Done. All the best, David. <laughs>